we we get Camillo back from technical difficulty there. Uh, we're back. We're back in, in every sense of, of the word, I guess, right now. <laughs> uh, with a, I mean, a, a new, another new, a new episode of The Unmaskables, where we have a very, very fun non-mainstream thing, I guess is a good way to put it, that yeah, we're talking about uh, today. We have um, Andrew McLean and Mike Spicer's headlopper, um, it's called uh, And the Island or a Plague of Beasts. Uh, this was actually originally a self-published project um, by Andrew McLean. Um, it was picked up in 2015 as a four-issue miniseries. Um, they debuted, I want to say, in 2013 at Heroes Con, which I have no fucking clue where it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't, dude, there's so many cons. Yeah, they Let's really get are. that out of the way. Yet not enough. Even... Yeah, well, yet oh, not oh. enough. Yeah, Fair Corona enough. makes us miss the cons. For, dude, I miss people. Uh, True. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then in 2015, Image Comics picked it up. Um, they basically were like, this is going to be a quarterly adventure comic. Um, it, like, bypassed all of the normal standards for comics of, like, a 22-pager. And then when they were like, we're going to give you this thick that daddy. Um, and you guys are going to love it. And I have to say, I so I think I, I mentioned this last episode. I'd gotten this as a referral from a friend, uh, Fresh Daily, that lives out in um, in Oakland. Shout outs to uh, shout outs to Fresh, uh, and he was like, "This is amazing. You got to read it." And I was like, "All right, cool." Um, I opened it and I was very like, "Oh no, we have a Nickelodeon comic on our hands." <laughs> <laughs> the first like, couple pages, be- honestly, I kind of uh, I had the same vibe. I was like, "Oh man." This might be this a little is... rough. I was like, yeah, who's getting slimed? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, I thought it like really turned into something really cool. I um, I got to give him a lot of like a lot of props. So um, the Island or a Plague of Beasts is basically Headlopper one through four. Um, in the volume, you get an epilogue, a five-page sketchbook, a pinup gallery, which is super interesting, a cover gallery, and the mapping is so fun because it is the island of England, Loki, and that yeah. gives me so much Game of Thrones vibes. I, I'm like, I was already in love when I saw it. Um, but the story is a story about a legendary swordsman, and what's unclear to me, and maybe you guys can clarify, is he half god or is he not? Uh, they, they call say him he's the son of the Minotaur. Right, which I'm like, okay. Well, we don't so... know exactly what the Minotaur is in this uh, in this uh, story, but he is essentially some sort of greater than mortal. Sure, uh, and his name is Norgal, uh, and he has been given the name the Headlopper, uh, which is very self-explanatory. But if you don't understand, uh, he just decapitates people the way Duke Nukem used to in Duke Nukem '98. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And he has a severed witch's head with him. Um, and we don't really get into the story of how or why he acquired the severed witch's head, but her <laughs> name is Agatha, Agatha Blue Witch. Uh, and she is what we would call comic relief. Severed around. witch head is alive, by the way. Yeah, it's not just... well, <laughs> whatever, whatever, however you want to claim it. It's yep. like in the middle. Um, but I, I, so before we get into the story, before we get into anything, issues one through four, which are the ones that we're going to be talking about today. Um, 
literally did not receive a rating under 9.0 out of 10 in the really? original. Yeah. Uh, this yep. was, when it was self-published, it got that higher rating? The uh, first when, two no, issues image. are self-published, and the second, yeah, the first two, uh, yeah. three and four are with Image. Ah. Yeah, and did not get anything under a 9, 9.0. Um, like, I think, I want to say after, like, volume seven or whatever, like seven through 10, 13 or something that gets kind of funky. There's like a six in there somewhere. Um, but, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm a huge fan of this. The, the story of the head lopper opens up, uh, with my man already in battle, just absolutely crunching monsters. Wasting no time. Dude. he murders Loch Ness Monster so quickly. His first line um, in the entire story is like, throw me the sword or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're like, you're probably wondering why we named this Headlopper. First panel. Here you go, motherfuckers. This is why. <laughs> and if there was any doubt, he carries around a severed head. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll do, for those of you listening on Spotify, whatever, but for those of you watching, right here at the bottom, that's Agatha Blue Witch. I have to say, um, she probably made my life so much better throughout most of, like, there's a lot of Game of Thrones-esque setup, right? Where there's, like, you murdered my father, I'm gonna get revenge, and a lot of, like, weird side battle, Battle of the Bastards-esque, like, little things that go on. And um, I guess I'll get to my favorite line from hers later, but she's just there to, like, annoy you, annoy Headlopper eat bugs and then have them come out of her nose that's like her entire existence pretty much yeah she's that character like yep. we, talk, we talked about it last week uh, or last time out with the the vader comic like she's that character that all comics need to either provide relief or give that little dialogue in between dialogue to keep the mm-hmm. panels moving and keep the story going and, and yeah. just kind of add something to the dialogue that wouldn't be there without that character yeah, because Norgal is a man of few words. <laughs> Very yeah, few literally. Words. He doesn't actually say it too much throughout the entirety of the comic. He has a lot of dialogue with Agatha. In fact, is probably the person he talks to the most, ironically. But uh, outside of that, it's just a bunch of people calling him Headlopper and him saying Norgal's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a story. Um, so the story opens up. He is... Um, he it seems our Camillo is having technical difficulties. <laughs> Am I lost again? Did uh, you lose me? Partially. Um, back. I don't know what the hell's going Your on. Your camera's man. not back. It's not? I have myself up. That's so funny. Well, Whatever. there you go. I'm just, You're here. I'm a voice now. Um, You're so, Agatha. <laughs> I am Agatha. I'm just a head. <laughs> um, the story starts off with the headlopper just murdering something that looks like the Loch Ness Monster on the island realm of Bara. Um specifically at a place called castle bay we don't really know why the son of the minotaur or the executioner as they also lovingly call him is even there in the first place like he's just like i'm assuming just fulfilling quests kind of like the witcher right like yeah, he's just he like seems like a wandering adventurer type yeah and instead of tossing him coins he just wants to collect heads <laughs> yeah pretty much essentially which to some degree i'm kind of cool with i think that's actually way better than you know, having to pay for some smelly guy to, to come and help you out. But he gets approached. He's probably smelly, though. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, he gets approached by, like, these people from the realm, right? Like a, uh, like a priest or something from the realm. And they're like, listen, um, 
you have to help us right now. Um, we have things are happening and we need your assistance. Uh, and he's like, listen, I'm not going to help you. In fact, I do not give a flying 747 fuck who you are. Uh, you're priests and you say you're humble, but really you're just a bunch of jagoffs and I don't like it. And I'm not going to do it. Um, so you know, he tells him to buzz off. And immediately that is like his first strike against him within the story. So like you learn very quickly that Norgal is like, I love this. And I, I just realized this, uh, the anti-authority line that we've gotten in every single comic book we've read thus far has been super cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Anti-capitalism and anti-authoritarian. Fucking sign me <laughs> up, baby. <laughs> this is the world I want to live in. Um, so yeah, he like they ask him to like help out. He says no, and we very quickly we very quickly learn that the realm that he is in, right, Bara, is ruled by a child. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is very like Aaron esque in Game of Thrones, right? Is that the right family that I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. Air, Air, Robin, Aaron, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about this, but um, that whole, like, section of the story or whatever uh, with, like, a child holding court with his mother seemed a lot less... Um, it seemed like it could have been a lot more problematic, but the mom did a good job of, like, protecting her son. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so as yeah. We yeah. The, later the mom on, is ruling... Yeah, Mom had no. been queen for quite a while, so like she was definitely doing fine with a firm, firm hand, uh, making sure that they weren't taking advantage of the kid, uh, and it was it was nice seeing, like, the way they start the story building and Andrew McLean really tells the story. I liked it a lot. Like, so you get into it, you've got this action scene right off the bat. You see these corrupt uh, clergy. Um, and then he carries on and he takes yeah. the clergy's necklace. Oh, that's right. So that's, uh, that's so big to do. Yeah. So that was his first little, like really oh, big right. misconduct thing on the Island is, uh, the clergyman, uh, was like, we have nothing to pay you with. And, uh, <laughs> Norgal looks at his necklace and says, huh, I wonder just grabs it right off his neck. Doesn't even ask walks away. Like the He's like, this will do is. fine. This is enough he, payment. I mean, I love, I just love, I, I love it. You, you learn right throughout the second book that the villain in this is essentially a magical power, right? Um, I don't even know like how you would describe him. Kind of. Uh, so it's like the island of Bara is actually named after a person named Bara. And that kind of the additional backstory there that I gathered, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, is Bara was a powerful sorcerer that lived on the island a long, long time ago, probably before it became known as Bara. Um, and he was bad. And he lost. And then he got sealed away within this swamp, or this bog, within, within the island for all eternity. Yeah. Yeah, that's paraphrased, but pretty much. But he yeah. can also, like, he's still strong enough, although he's sealed away, he's still strong enough to, like, become a snake 
in the real world as we see yeah. and like stuff like that like he can still like exist well. in some way yeah but he, he's not like fully free and not fully powerful or anything he if we want to do a callback to last episode he kind of reminds me of our villain from the from the avengers run that we had right like so even though he's imprisoned he's still able to influence the things yeah. around the very around mephisto-esque him. Yep. yeah Mep- yeah very mephisto-esque kind of like um kind of powers but we have a rat amongst us and his name is lulak or lulak whatever and lulak acts <laughs> as the the steward to the king um but also he is essentially like the adopted son of of the emperor or the um not the emperor of the uh the sorcerer bara right yep and bara basically says listen here's the deal i need you to get me agatha bluehead or agatha blue witch and Agatha, I will make you. I got the blue head. Yeah, <laughs> blue head's fine. Blue head, blue hitch. Yeah. Uh, I need you to get me that 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 severed head, and I will make you king. Just follow my lead, do as I say, and I got you right. But we turn around, and the flip side of this is is that the queen has asked Headlopper to get rid of the sorcerer Para. Right, like all of the de- like apparently like demons. And like weird animals and werewolves and like Loch Ness monsters that ask for 350 have been <laughs> popping up all over the island of Para. And yep. <laughs> they're like, and it's all because the sorcerer himself is like sending them there and just like causing a ruckus. So she's like, if you can get rid of this guy for you, for us, we will forever be indebted, right? Like, this is the, this is my request as a queen. And like, I don't understand because like Headlopper seems like, a good judge of character because he's like fuck that clergyman he is definitely not poor but i will definitely help you and your child um like do what we need to do behest right so uh, yeah severin luluk right so uh yeah so luluk essentially bara and luluk have a villain plotting scene where uh bara's like all right this agatha blue witch head i need it you gotta somehow can get the headlopper to me of his own accord. Mm-hmm. You can't just drag him over here. He's not gonna come. So you gotta get him over here. So he then formulates this plot to, uh, I guess, get him. Or he goes back and helps uh, headlopper, who at this point had made it over to some local blacksmith that ended up being some long lost friend of his. Yeah. Um, and the blacksmith's kid, I think, was abducted mm-hmm. by wolves. Or he no, was playing he, yeah. on a tower, and there was a wolf attack. Yeah. yeah, there was the like multiple werewolves. Yeah, multiple yep. werewolves showed up and they were like basically going to kill the kid and his brother. Um, so Headlopper goes off to fight them and lo and behold, Severin Lulak shows up and assists Headlopper in defeating the wolves. Yes. And not only does he assist him, he also does the 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 wonderful thing of like paying him courtesy and being polite and complimenting him and just being like, all right, well, uh, you're kind of weird. Cause you decided to lop the head off of all of these beasts, <laughs> which kind of unnecessary. We're pretty sure they're dead, but impressive with a sword. We would love you to meet the queen. Right. And that's where like all of that plot about them heading out and, and doing their, uh, uh, doing this quest to get rid of the sorcerer Vara kind of like really initiates. And, um, what I thought was like 
super funny about that scene is that the entire time he's fighting those werewolves, he like dunked Agatha Blue Witch into like a tub full of water and just like left her there. And he's like, stay and shut it. And just like, she's like essentially <laughs> drowning underwater. And like, he's just like, all right, cool. And then he like brings her out and like, she's still alive, obviously. Right. Um, but it, I don't want to get too far. Like, I don't want to get too, too much away in this, but I definitely want to bring up one very important thing here. Yeah. Um, the origination of Lulak is very important to this story. It is. It is very important. Yeah. And it is definitely critical in understanding his character and kind of his motivations throughout this entire thing. So you want to get into it, Ender? Yeah, I, th I think it's fine to do that. So Lulak became the steward to in this long con that he had. Uh, he wanted to do it to exact revenge against the the king and he had a personal vendetta against the king because when lulak was a kid apparently the young king uh, which we don't actually know it's the king at the time i believe when we see the flashback the initial time right no so, well, like it, we kind of do but it's almost implied like just implied. based on like the armor and all that stuff yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. so the the king apparently was a ruthless dick and said uh, he went to their farm, he killed the, the kid's pop, and then uh, one of his guards was with him, and he was like, what do you want me to do about the, the wife and kid? And uh, he says something along the lines of, their screams will haunt me, kill them too. Mm. And then he kills the mother, but Severin Lulak had already been, he, he already ran away. And then that's when he found his way to Bara in the swamp, and that's when Bara initially begins his indoctrination of Lulok and makes sure that he poisons or he gets his revenge someday. There's a there's a big caveat on this too, and it's that when Lulok gets to Bara, Bara is like in the form of a snake like Matt mentioned before. Yep. And they're like the I think there is multiple I want to say that there's like not multiple personalities, but there's like multiple awarenesses within Bara the sorcerer, and one of them is like it's already dead. So the snake outwardly asks the boy, like, why do you want to die? And the boy, Lulak, replies, listen, my parents are dead. I'll never be able to forgive myself or forget this. Like, just take me. And the snake is like, this is perfect. I now have a crony <laughs> with nothing to lose. And I not only will help you get to where you, like, exact your revenge, but I might even make you king. You just have to have patience. And that is the biggest thread in the whole story, right, is, like, having is is um is like this tale of revenge but also being patient enough to exact your revenge which he's not like he fucks that up entirely by being entirely. a little bit too yeah by being a little too like gung-ho and, and and whatever else and so, i like the whole uh like bara and lulak story kind of so it's it's implied throughout the entire story that Bara actually genuinely cared about Lulok to an extent, like as much as a sorcerer, an evil sorcerer would in this world. But uh, a Luke, Lulok a Luke Vader relationship, maybe. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And uh, Lulok um, definitely like palpatined his way all the way up to stewardship, essentially. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And the like the most fucked up part about it is the fact that like the entire time you don't know. And, and ultimately uh, we'll we'll get to it in a minute you don't know but like his revenge is not just bent on killing the king 
right? It's it's right. bent on so many other things. It's like ruining all of this and giving the land back to Bara and like literally, again, giving the galaxy over to the Empire. Basically, yeah. is like the easiest way to, to yeah. like the, the, the <laughs> easiest way to put it. Um, so because Lulak is so impatient, he hires two sisters to also follow Norgal and to get the witch's head from him, right? So, like, he doesn't just do what his own father's bidding. He does something on his own a little bit, too, right? Which is like, yo, I'm going to hire these two little biddies who are apparently related to Agatha Bluehead, a blue witch in some way. I keep saying blueheads. It's so funny. I think they imply <laughs> that, like, all the witches are somehow, like, all witches are Kind of like uh, Lord of the way. Rings wizards are implied to all be some relative of each other or, like, come from the same power i think that's yeah. the same concept here just a bunch of uh hunched over crows inside a cave as norgal <laughs> described them right yeah um so he hires these two sisters to follow norgal as he goes on this adventure to get rid of bara um lulak is basically in tow as well and one of my favorite 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 scenes out of this entire comic book is when the two sisters finally capture norgal after he like absolutely manhandles a bunch of giants like literally gets blindsided by a bunch oh, of wait. giants that giant scene itself was actually probably one of the best parts too it was uh that's the scene with agatha and the the magic and there's, the sword right there was some the magic is stronger than steel yeah, yeah. yeah he's like he's kind of mocking her blue head and like steel is obviously stronger than magic because i was able to cut your head off and blah 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 <laughs> and then he gets in trouble and he asks her for help and she's like say it <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, dying say magic's mightier it's than like, the sword yeah it's like children he's dying and she's like say it loud magic is mightier than the steel or whatever he's like I'm, i won't do it never and he, he ends up like mumbling it kind of <laughs> and, yeah, and then she's like, like louder i can't hear you <laughs> But my best, the, one of the funny parts there is just like Agatha, please help me, Agatha, please help me, and she's like, I'm not helping you. You cut my freaking head off. I hope you die, <laughs> motherfucker. And like, yeah. he, it's just like, it, it it kind of evens out once the giants show up, and he like obviously, I didn't know this, but apparently in this version of the world, giants do not die. But what you can do is, if you cut their heads off and put them in a pile and remove it from their bodies, that's how you can stop them. Which obviously is what he's going to do, <laughs> and successfully does it might i add yeah. um, cutting heads off sign me up <laughs> yeah so they get they get caught by these two sisters that lulak um lulak brought in or whatever and um it's so good uh, she gets put in a room with a skull and it is probably the best <laughs> six panels of comedy i've ever seen in my entire I think life the epilogue really sealed the deal on that one yeah yeah and it's so good because like you she you can tell that like she's there but she's not entirely there right like she's a little bit of a lunatic and um like norgal even goes like these witches won't shut the fuck up they literally are fucking crazy i hate them i want them to die and she gets captured and she's sitting next to a skull on a table and she's like all right what are you in here for carrying like, conversation no <laughs> just carrying on conversation and like going through all this stuff and finally at the end uh nor like norgal uh escapes with her and he he was like she was like i met a brave man was <laughs> 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 just kind of like oh okay cool um but the escape from the sisters the sisters kind of like gift norgal um man coin as they lovingly call it right like this money 
uh, in order for them to buy dust, which apparently I'm not going to get into. Was it. blazing up too much. Apparently, so, uh, dust is like blow. <laughs> yeah, but also magical with magical blow. properties. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine like what uh, magical blow like. Okay, number one, she called it dust. So inherently, I was like, this bitch is doing angel dust. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> she is seeing things. Um, but so Norgal and Agatha escape from, like, the clutches of the sisters. The sisters disappear, and we're not clear where they disappear to or where they're off to. They just kind of, like, poof. But when they poof, they leave Norgal some change, and they're like, you need to give this to a friend of ours. Kind of a friend, kind of not. He is the, uh, what do they call it, the... Um, the man who drives the boat. I don't know what what what. Ah, uh, the ferryman. The ferryman. There we go. Yeah. Um, and right before we get to the ferryman, we finally learn that Lulok succeeded in a part of his mission earlier on. And the ferryman actually kind of sets up the story for you, where he tells you that Lulok the steward is actually a. He opens up the story to the headlopper that Lulok is actually. Um, fluid in his allegiances as he says right and that years ago he actually killed the king and the headlopper is from the king himself mm -hmm. as the king's mm -hmm. skeleton climbs aboard the boat yes yeah uh so like one of the things that makes this land like we mentioned very fucked up right is that there is a plague of beasts and there is a plague of like negativity as a result of bara and one of those things is that the bog where bara resides is just full of bodies the it's basically land the river sticks from like yeah. Greek mythology so like right. the, the corpses are just down there and and, uh, and essentially part of the land is basically gettysburg just just completely <laughs> covered yeah. in dead bodies like yeah. and and they're they're all haunted um and they're basically like uh, you should go back. This guy's too strong. And then the king actually, like Inder says, hops into the boat. And what does he tell him? He's like, or he tells him basically his whole, the the way it went down. So he walks in. His wife was pregnant at the time. Uh, she's or They're like, let's get this going. We I ain't got to go out today. We can get it on right now. You mm -hmm. in that bathtub looking good. And right. then uh, she's Back like, no, snack. you know, you got to do your duty to the kingdom. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go out with the the steward, Severin. Uh, he, mm -hmm. He's my boy. And apparently, this is where we learned that Severin Lulak had basically, uh, he worked his way up to becoming the best friend of the king, and that's how he became the steward, as he was personally appointed by the king. But we, as the reader, know that this was all part of Severin's plan. And when they go out, I actually don't completely remember how this all went down, but Severin betrays the king, kills him himself, and then the boy basically becomes king. And yep. Severin rules, or Severin's basically shifted half the allegiances of the people over to him over time. Yeah. Uh, like most of the royal forces um, are, you know, kind of swear their allegiance to to uh to lulak and what's really fucked up is that he pre preemptively like i mentioned before takes charge to remove the queen and her son from from power and you know emperor or the sorcerer bar is just like you idiot you fucked up i was gonna do everything that you had asked of me and you decided to go ahead and act like a little baby back bitch and now as a father i must punish you and not give you what you need um so 
Headlopper obviously reaches Bara, right? And Bara like transforms from like little hurt sorcerer man into like massive yoked Arnold Schwarzenegger ass warrior. <laughs> and like they do the epic fight that is the Headlopper versus the uh, sorcerer Bara, right? And one of the few one of the few things that we know can't happen is that a sword can't harm Bara. We know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. But the Headlopper has one big trump card in his back pocket, which is a lunatic, psychotic, babbling <laughs> witch's head that he's been carrying around for, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been longer than like the story suggests in some cases, right? So he's just like literally rubber ducking this head around squeezing it at Bara and like causing him damage and xp points go down and all that other stuff <laughs> um but the the story kind of culminates in the destruction of Bara, but they release like some kind of entity like in this battle like Bara's last kind of stand or last kind of move is to release this like like multi-headed flying dragon or whatever <laughs> yeah and it's like literally the most powerful thing that anyone's ever seen and it, it's like the final boss to the final boss yeah almost right yeah it was um, like he, he went through his stages of transformation throughout the battle you got sorcerer bara then you got yoked bara and then you got three-headed dragon bara yep and and uh lilac is like listen I appreciate the effort, but you got to give me the head. And what does the headlopper do? He decapitates everyone that Lelac showed up with. He All of the knight's men. He lopped <laughs> hundreds of heads. Like, literally, <laughs> the panel is just head after head of of just ridiculous blood until finally he reaches uh, Lelac, and what does he do? He lops the head of Lelac. And in his, like, you know, kind of uh in his in his like ultimate wisdom um you know norgal the headlopper you know goes back to the queen and the and and the baby king you know the young king and he's like here i've done my job here's my duty um you know here's the gift of, of the traitor and also more importantly the crown of the king um which is something that yeah. he had in his possession so he gave the you know the kid back i the kid back his father's crown um for as shitty of a character as the headlopper was in terms of like communication, very morally sound guy. Very oh, witcher, yeah. very witcher esque, very Geralt esque. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you want to get into the epilogue, Ender, because like I ran through the epilogue because I was like, what? By the time I got there, I, I was like, literally, like this man is a fucking G, and if they ruin the story for me in the epilogue, I'm gonna be so pissed off. But so uh, quite a few good things happen here. And uh, before I get into the epilogue, I will go back because uh, there were a couple of other smaller details that we skipped over in our summary. Um, so back when uh, Headlopper was imprisoned with the two witches, it was mm -hmm. also imprisoned there with a virgin sacrifice for the beast right. that he had to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the virgin sacrifice makes an appearance during the epilogue. Uh, so she was some warrior on some quest uh, before she was kidnapped by the clergy to be sacrificed for the the two witches um and the backstory there was like they needed to sacrifice a virgin once every like uh full moon or something to appease the beast 
uh, or the beast would like unleash all hell upon uh, the land of Bara. Um, but so Headlopper broke out with her. She went her separate way. He went his way uh, onwards towards Bara. Um, and then when the epilogue comes along, uh, it a couple of things have happened. So uh, it, a couple days have definitely passed since the end of the story, since he defeats Bara and he returns to the uh, the queen. Um, his best friend, the blacksmith, I shouldn't say his best friend, but one of his good friends, the blacksmith, becomes steward um, on Headlopper's recommendation. So they have a mm. good person in place to be the steward now. Um, and They the got a clergy- Tywin Lannister in. Yeah. And so the clergyman that whose amulet uh, Headlopper had stolen right on the first, like, the fourth page of the story... He was locked up in the jail, like, ever since he tried to assassinate the Headlopper in the throne room the first time he got there. Um, and it's did at this he, point... Mm-hmm. I have to ask, did he hear, I like you, and I want you? <laughs> <laughs> in a way. Because who goes in there and kills him? The Virgin Sacrifice. Beautiful. Getting her revenge for uh, uh, him sacrificing her to the two sisters. Um, so she's all dressed in some crazy outfit. Uh, she's getting, when Headlopper, we're actually seeing this in somewhat of a flashback. And when Headlopper is talking to the blacksmith, uh, he sees her standing quite a ways away. And he's like, who do we have to thank for all this? And it was the clergyman, I believe, headless and hung up or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like displayed as pirates would be to, to like warn against trespassing. Um, and he recognizes who it was. I forgot her name. She's got like a wild name. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't remember uh, the name. Yeah, she had some wild name. But he recognizes her. He calls her name. Uh, they talk for a second. She was trying to acquire passage on the guy's boat. Um. So what does Headlopper do? He, th- <laughs> he throws down this giant bag of gold. Says, that boat is yours, right? Points over to the boat that's huge and just off, off dock to the side. Says, all right. You're uh, sailing it for us now. And uh, it's Agatha, Headlopper, the Virgin Sacrifice, uh, this new captain. Um, and I think there were one or two other people, a small small crew. Um, and then they essentially sail off into the sunset towards their new adventure. She uh, she gave me very big... Um, oh, Zanya Kotaka. Zanya Kotaka. <laughs> Zanya Kotaka. Yeah, she gives me very big Xenia Xenia princess vibes, and I loved it. Because when she popped up, because when she pops up at first, you don't really know because she's like this virgin sacrifice. And generally, when you think of virgin sacrifices, they're like dainty and sweet and all this other shit. And she's just like, I will, I'm coming back for that ass. This is more. I'm a virgin because I took a warrior oath. Yeah, the demon shows up and she's like, boom, I'm Wonder Woman, bitch. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And Headlopper's like memeing on her this whole time because she's using a spear, and he's like. Spears won't work. Spears won't you, work. You need and, more steel. Yeah, yeah, you need more steel. <laughs> and then uh, they find, like, the beast has a gem on its underside, and that's, like, its weak spot. And uh, Zanya Kodaka looks over at Headlopper and says, so Spear, right? <laughs> There's a lot of just passive comedy in the book, and that uh, that definitely made me enjoy the story a lot more. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and that's really one of the highlights of it yeah i mean i think 
for all of the awards that it won um, as a comic, one of the one of the best things about it is the fact that you're right. It is very it's very understated in the way that it's written. The stories, I think the the reason that the runs are so long is because the stories, the panels themselves tell a story, which is way better than like having dialogue based. Um, and there's a lot of like, I don't know, there's just like a lot of, I want to say not, it's not slapstick humor, but it's very like, it's very, it does remind me a lot of like a Nickelodeon show, Cartoon Network, like four o'clock, you know, Adventure like, Time uh, kind of adventure show. Adventure Time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. with like violence, a lot vibes. of violence. Yeah. yeah, a lot of headlessness. A lot. Of... Oh yeah, Adventure a lot, Time a lot made of... it to Adult Swim. For yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I I was the other one that I kept getting like very similar vibes was like kind of like Samurai Jack or like Samurai Jack. Yeah, I was about bit. to say that yeah. as well. Yeah, it has like elements yeah. of so many different things that are fun and enjoyable, and then they mash it all into one not serious story. cohesive story too. yeah like there isn't just like nothing's blaringly out of place except that everything's out of place yeah right. it was it was a really fun uh, it was it, a it was a really nice change of pace from the normal like marvel dc dark horse stuff that that we typically read but b it was it was genuinely enjoyable and it's as thick as it is it's like a two-hour read tops because it, like there's not there's so many panels that, like you said, tell the story themselves without dialogue, just going from image to image. Um, so it doesn't it's not a long read despite its Yeah, reading through it, you definitely spend more time looking at the drawings yeah. than you do actually reading the text. And it's very enjoyable that way because you get a feel for it helps build the world, the picture in your head a lot better. Yeah. I found myself admiring art way more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that like and it was actually and this is going to sound stupid but like it was almost distracting at some points because like i was trying to like read the story and then i was like backtracking on panels and just being like did he just slide underneath a werewolf and slice it open and yeah it was the werewolf fight scene got me dude i definitely like like, through that like three times was like wait a minute what just what yeah yeah it was just it's it it was it's really well both of those guys like mike spicer um and andrew mclean like a lot a lot of credit uh if if you guys are interested in this one, um, so issue 13 and 14 came out in September and December of last year. Oh, so um, this is it still was, going? It is still it's going. still going. Yeah. There are, I believe there's three total volume books uh, put together. So Available right now. Yeah. Uh, five there's... through eight and then nine through 12 are available in volumes. Um, mm-hmm. huh. And you said 13 and 14 had just been released. And I think 15 is upcoming. Uh, yep. I, I've been yeah. following Andrew McLean on Instagram and I've been seeing some of his uh, early artwork for the next series or the next couple issues. Yeah. It's uh, it, I think I'm, I actually, I've convinced myself that I need to get the rest of them. Actually, I didn't need it. that much convincing. I really didn't need that much convincing. I was like, yeah, I think I'm in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm, just I'm definitely sold on this. Yeah. It's, it um, was a good start to a series. You know, if you, you said only, uh, most of these had gotten like above ten, uh, nine rating uh, other yep. than like an issue here and there and you know what honestly i dare say that six might just be because of the high standard that the rest of it's held to it's probably, probably still great yeah it's probably still super fun and like yep. even if you looked at me and you told me that like there's even less dialogue i wouldn't even be pissed like i'd Not actually be kind of okay with yep. it. Yeah, i'd be it's fine I, I love the artwork and, and everything about the drawing in this 
Yeah, I'd be totally fine I, with less dialogue. There's a part of me kind of wants to see, and and Ender and I maybe we'll link it in the in the show description or whatever for for Spotify or or I don't know where we can. But we found dudes that make T-shirts. Um, we did. I, and like I, dude, like low key, I'm about to buy myself a headlocker tee because i actually was thinking about it as well so andrew mclean partnered with uh or i think he's like a co-owner i think it's called laser wolf attack yeah 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 is the uh yeah laserwolfattack.com uh and they've got headlopper merch some other merch it's there isn't obviously a huge amount of it because it's a smaller following at this point but uh there's some quality stuff there's a nice headlopper and agatha a t-shirt that i will probably be purchasing in the near future myself and so we will definitely link that in the description yeah definitely i the artwork was super good and i i yep. loved it i highly like if they if those posters in color come back thousand percent getting oh one. yeah those posters really are i was like damn everything like that's really good is sold out yeah um, all right so whose pick is it for uh next week mine Ooh, yeah. what are you what are you picking, big boy? We're, we're actually going to do mine on uh, on video this time. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going to capture your pick. The Lost Episode Oh, three. that's right. The Lost Episode. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, uh, this is going to be your first go-through, right? Technically. Technically. As Shit. far as most know, yes. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, well, the common the world, public. The so let know. me actually grab it off the shelf because I've got it. Okay, cool. I'm kind of I'm excited because I, I I know what it is, but I'm I'm excited to just talk about it real quick. We're gonna do Nightwing Year One. Back to DC, baby. Back to DC, going off the main characters because we did Batman la- or we did Joker last time, a little more mainstream. Nightwing really hasn't gotten too much credit in the mainstream in recent years. So I have a few questions. He's mm-hmm. about to though with titans on hbo max true story that's that's what i was gonna ask so how much is this story like anything that we see in titans i don't somewhat i think it's probably what we're about to see in titans i don't want to spoil if people haven't watched titans but i think it's if you remember how this the the most recent season ended i think that's like the start of nightwing year one probably the most that i'll say on that is um when Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing after he uh, is fired from being Robin, uh, he is he fired though? Technically, it's just Bruce and him having a little fight. But uh, okay, he walks out, so he becomes he goes on this soul searching journey. He becomes Nightwing. Um, but Jason Todd is introduced in this series, so that's one of the other reasons that I picked Nightwing Year One is it's the first appearance of Jason Todd. Mm. Um, and spoiler alert somewhat for those of you watching titans uh jason todd makes an appearance in the show as a recurring character mm-hmm. um so i think what you'll see in nightwing year one the comic is the jason todd dick grayson dynamic that you might also see on the show nice cool i'm with that i love i mean i mean if 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 there is a level of unfamiliarity with the two characters um so Dick Grayson is the original Robin. Like Ender said, he gets fired. Jason Todd takes over as the second Robin. Ultimately, in very interesting circumstances, becomes one of my most lovable anti-heroes in oh, the yeah. DC universe, which is the Red Hood. Um, and is then replaced as Robin by Damian Wayne. 
Oh, Tim Drake. Tim Drake first. Yeah. Oh God. Tim Drake. Tim Drake. There has been five Robins. I think uh, there was another Robin bet- before Damien. Technically. Uh, Who does Tim but, Drake become? Uh, Tim Drake just uh, goes on to become Red Robin. Red uh, Robin. He right. just yum 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 yum. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I was right there with you, dude. Oh um, man, I, I usually do that. Damn it. Uh, speaking of Titans, though, and if if you're watching and you're listening, you should check out Titans on HBO Max if you're into DC stuff. It's not the greatest show you'll ever watch, but it's it's a little campy, enjoyable. but you will love it. Yeah, if it's, you're it's like uh, just enjoyable. a general DC comics fan. Any, for sure. any show I, that starts its first episode with "fuck Batman" is like <laughs> any DC show that starts out in the first episode you hear "fuck Batman." You know it's going to be interesting, and it's very dark. Please God, do not let your children watch it. Don't let a child anywhere near that show because it is. In case you weren't aware by violent. the "fuck Batman" part, it <laughs> yeah. is very mature very dark yeah uh, there's a lot of wild shit that goes on in that show um i but... have i had a few reservations though because it is like to your point both of your points it is very like cw-esque and i had that complaint like going into it uh, that i was like yo it's, uh, guggenheim did it who did a lot of the cw it's same stuff. producer it's, yeah it's the same okay yeah a lot of the same crew carried over into that so you Which, get the same feel fine at first but the nice part about it is like yeah there is an inane amount of violence the show moves pretty quick but also kind of slow there are some what i would call like filler episodes which can be kind of shitty and annoying um but they also like introduce a few other fun characters to the titans universe and the setup for the timeline on the Titans show is very interesting in terms of like how how we would like how we watched teen titans when we were younger and titans as we got older the yeah. timeline is very different so it's like post death uh deathstroke it has like a lot of like different um it has a lot of different like understandings of where the titans were when we're watching it live i guess you could say versus like the flashbacks and stuff so i yeah i loved it i thought it was super fun i tried to watch batgirl and it was hot garbage um batwoman um, batwoman yeah on the on the uh I guess while we're on the subject and we got a little time left, are you guys watching or reading anything that you're really enjoying pop culture and comic wise? I read a couple of comics recently that I actually plan to also do here in the near future. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and let Camillo talk about his, uh, his big (laughs) thick boy on the desk over there first. Dude, I picked this up. What was it? I picked it up on, I want to say Friday. Uh, it's called Black Hole. Uh, it's by Charles Burns. It is so this like this graphic novel got like acclaimed critical reviews from like the New York Times, the Chicago Sun, Time Magazine. Like people like actually lost their shit over this book. Um, and the premise for it, I'll give you a quick uh, a quick thing. Um, the setting suburban Seattle in the 1970s. We learn the outset that a strange plague has descended upon the area's teenagers transmitted by sexual contact done sold i'm in uh (laughs) as soon as i read that i was like this is gonna be a fucking disaster and and i'm in if you guys have ever read um um my friend jeff by derf bagdorf which is basically about jeffrey dahmer and like his youth similar vibes like very similar vibes uh very dark in black and white which i love um, but it is thick as shit, and like I'm working, so I'm gonna have to wait until the weekend to read this bad boy. <laughs> but it's really good so far. I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. How about you, Matt? What are you reading? Uh, I haven't been doing a lot of reading outside of the things that we do each week. 
Uh, I have been doing some watching, though. I guess it's like slightly more like manga anime side. I've been really into Ooh. Attack on Titan lately, which is fantastic. Yes! But in on the on the comic pop culture side, uh, ex- oh my god, Expanse was fucking amazing this season. Um, and then WandaVision going on now was, it was, I was like, okay. And I was kind of like, I was, I'm going to watch it's Marvel. Like we're going to fucking watch anything Marvel puts out. No matter what <laughs> we're glued to it. Like we're all invested. Now we put too much time and effort into yep. these stories. We're in we're there. So I was going to watch anyway, the first couple episodes of WandaVision, I was like, eh, they're okay. Mm. And then like these past couple episodes have been really, really good as you start getting more and more into getting into the next phase of marvel um yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm definitely digging that now and I'm, I'm especially after this last episode which I, I won't give any spoilers but i'm really really looking forward to friday in this next episode but yeah can we can i just ask one question mm-hmm. okay so you can explain this to me how so mm, so attack on titan was it all a dream why is aaron there? Oh, I'm what not the fin- fuck I'm not is going yet. on Ah! I haven't, I'm 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 in season three still. I'm I'm not done yet. Oh, dude. Uh, well, wait. So you're not on. You're you're still on. He just the, started the show. You just started the last season. No, well, no, he just four, started four the is show. Go, four is going on right now. But I'm I'm. Oh, okay. We I I picked it up recently, and I'm just I'm not even done with season three yet. Dude, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not so be prepared. Near up. I'm gonna say you're gonna get very annoyed at the fact that you're. Are you watching it as a sub or as a dub? Uh, dub. Okay. The most recent season is only sub, so it's not something that you can like occasionally put on in the background. Yeah. It's kind of frustrating, but uh, I have I need I need clarifications. Like I'm afraid to go online because people are like asshole spoiler super far beyond that, and like I have questions and I've literally been writing down notes like, <laughs> like literally been writing down notes just being like what is going on. I actually started the show years ago when season one came out on Netflix. Uh, and it was only subbed, and I was I, I watched like I don't know only like three or four episodes. I I'm only pretty got sure I watched like, the first two episodes. Yeah, I only got through like the first I don't, maybe three episodes because I remember them getting through like training and all. And, yeah, you know, which skips like four or five years in the timeline within like three episodes. Um, and then I just kind of stopped watching because I liked it, but like I found myself staring enough. at the subs and reading the subs and not yeah, actually watching and enjoying the show. So I was just like, oh, okay. But thank God I didn't pick it up then because I little did I know there was going to be such a huge break between season one and the rest of the show. I would have been pissed, <laughs> dude. We I, we've been waiting for season four for so long, and like I'm not I don't I'm not. There's none of this is a spoiler, but this is the biggest fuck you I've ever seen on television, like an anime <laughs> show. Like they literally just open up and they're just like, "Do you like having your brain scrambled?" All right, well here you go, and it is just it's it's absolutely absolutely insane. I'm ready. I can't um, wait to like find some time to sit down and, and keep getting through it yeah i i'm i'm, I'm glad that you've come across that because i'm sure ada's not watching it with you but if she i have is. to hear she loves it oh is she really i do yeah she's super into it really <laughs> yeah sweet yeah oh, she's I, I didn't expect it and like i i started watching it without her and then she came down one day and i had it on and she's like oh you can leave it on um and it was i don't know halfway maybe like two quarters of the way through season one and she like watches an episode and then she's like, you can keep watching if you want. So I watch another episode. <laughs> and then she's super into it now. So every day she's like, are we going to watch it? Are we going to watch it? Are we going to watch it? I really want to watch it. That's awesome. I'm That's very good. happy. She was like that with um, Dragon Ball too, though. She got super into that with me too. 
I couldn't I couldn't join you boys on that on that train. It took me a while to to, to watch the original Dragon Ball. Oh, on my uh, own. Z and Super. The original's I mean, a not not the original Dragon Ball. Yeah. The original was <laughs> such a fucking struggle. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I tried so hard. a lot better. I'm sure it is. I just it, like the original Dragon Ball is just. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little painful to monkey, try to get through now. There's a lot of monkey snooze fest. There's a lot of like creepy old men stuff in there. Uh, I'm all for that. I was just like, <laughs> can, we get, can we get to the big fights, please? I need speed. Yeah, I yeah. need violence, and I need momentum. You should watch uh, DBZ Kai. Then they cut out all the filler, and it's just fights. They cut out a fights, lot of the filler. Yeah, fights. Oh hell yeah! The downside is you miss yeah, a lot of like the the cannon. epic music from the oh uncut. yeah they changed some of it yeah whatever i'll get into but it that's good um i have to apologize before we 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 cut this out uh matt and i took a, an uncoachables break this past week uh it has been uh the weirdest sports week uh, i can remember in a long time but i will say this and this is not a this is not a show about sports it's a show about comic books uh uh, we will be back uh, probably if, if at all possible tomorrow uh, with a little recap and a little preview. Um, just like I said, I don't think I've ever lived in a time or a place where I work more than I should because I'm home. So it's the huge irony of working from home is a lot of us have actually ended up working more than we should. Dude, should we throw out our dress shirts? Cause I don't think I'm ever going. <laughs> Well, even when I went to the office, it wasn't formals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like jeans and jeans and jeans a and a flannel shirt, but... is what I wore. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was acceptable too. But at this point, I'm just like, I'm gonna put them all in the tub and burn them. Okay, <laughs> you gotta make Whatever. it some 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 ritual. save what you need for wedding attire. That's it. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So next week we have Nightwing Year One. That is Ender's pick. You guys will actually hear a recorded episode. We will not lose this one. Uh, we well, promise you. I, listen, let's not make promises. We let's can't not keep. make promises. <laughs> but uh, we will do, we will do yeah. our best. How's that down? That's yeah. That that promise we can keep. Well, maybe <laughs> we will do our best. We'll put um, forth some effort, and effort and then, will be made. And then after that, Matt, you got your pick coming up. Are you on DC or Marvel? Um, I don't know. The wife is really pushing me to do Umbrella Academy. You'll like it. Because I haven't it's... read it. Well, she loves like pretty much anything Gerard Way does, but I haven't read it and she loves the show and is like super into that. So she's like this she's using this as an excuse basically to try to convince me to read some of it. Because she's like, oh, you can, the show. You can do it for so the show. So it'll actually be nice to read it. Yeah, it's she's, good. She's like, "Oh, well, you know, you have your show now, so you can just, you know, read this thing that I've been trying to get you into for two, three years now." And I, I don't know. I might, <laughs> I might give in to it. I don't, we'll see. If you want to find a middle ground, I would recommend that you both do Doom Patrol, because uh, the more recent runs of Doom Patrol apparently have some uh, Gerard Way uh, influences as well. So. Um, interesting and, i did not that, know that yeah well that's mostly because of him on the show like he does a little bit of writing for the show as gotcha so, uh, some of the more recent runs apparently he's gotten him and his brother both apparently him and mikey way so um could be fun but i would i wouldn't mind reading umbrella academy i'm actually really excited to read this yeah me either run because i've never it. i've always heard good things apparently it was good enough to get a show created so yeah right 
Um, I've never read any of the Nightwing runs, so this is going to be a very informative uh, time period in my yeah. And the the Chuck Dixon run for Nightwing is actually considered one of the best Nightwing runs. Period. So it's it's going to be a good piece of literature that we get into. It's going to be fun. But on the topic of DC, uh, Snyder Cut's coming out next month. Yeah, we saw another sneak peek from the snyder cut over twitter today did you see which was the joker pick for a leto's joker pick from snyder cut what leto joker from snyder cut was revealed today (laughs) what he looks terrifying (laughs) he looks like he should have looked in suicide squad he looks yeah just terrifying what oh my god yeah oh wow oh this is Zack Snyder says Jared Leto's Joker finally has a speaking scene with Ben Affleck's Batman in the Snyder Cut. Ooh. <gasps> I didn't you know even I... read that part, but that gets me hype. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. You know what I immediately envisioned seeing that, though, is the, the book we read on episode one or two of this. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. Killer smile. smile book. Yeah. I was like, I, I very much like it, that. That looks like such a, a, a Leto and Heath Ledger Joker hybrid from like the drawing. <laughs> So like you mm-hmm. can easily see like Leto transition into that. So that I, would I don't actually know. be if we ever wanted to do another proper like in between jo- just Joker movie, that might be like the the killer smile with a few changes could be a super fun choice somewhere down the road. But um I don't know. We'll 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 see how that works out because you know how much uh we love uh we love fucking up our DC characters. Yeah, that's what Snyder Cut uh, is really for us, too. You know, it's like our last good hope of uh, DC's live action at this point. DC's had a couple of good things. Really. Shazam, Aquaman. And Aquaman, Wonder while it wasn't stuff. super comic-friendly, it was a good, enjoyable movie. At least. It was good yeah, enough. It was just a dumb, yeah, it was fun good comic movie, which is yeah. all DC needed. And then we had mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, that happened. I mean, listen, Birds of Prey was fine. Oh yeah, uh, that's, that, yeah, that, fine, that one actually. I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah, that one was fun. Yeah, again, not that a great movie, but it was fun. It was a fun. Yeah, yeah. and at, at least a movie can be fun, you know. And then we've got these movies that are just neither fun nor have a good plot. If they fuck up Flashpoint, if they try to do Flashpoint and fuck it up, I will... oh they're doing Flashpoint. It's are that's being done? Yeah, that's the yeah, Flash it's, movie. It's Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck. Michael Keaton. Wait, why Michael Keaton for what? As Batman, uh, he's gonna be a, a, he's a Flashpoint that, alternate universe. Batman, he's reprising his role. Yeah, they're yeah, they're doing it. It's happening. DC's ready, really big playing boy. into their multiverse, and so they've kind of enforced that too. With like uh, when everyone was like, "Why are you doing another Batman with Robert Pattinson?" And they were like, "You know what? We've got a multiverse. We're just gonna go ahead, pick a character, run with it, and then uh, that kind of plays the villain into... in the Pattinson one." Oh, I will say I am kind of looking forward to that, or I'm at looking least learning more about that because that trailer looked fantastic. Um, uh, fuck, who is it? Uh, Penguin. Uh, oh fuck off. Who's playing Penguin? Uh, Colin. We're bringing Farrell. back Colin Farrell. Vigo. Colin Farrell's playing Penguin, and if you watch the trailer, you'll never know it's Colin Farrell. Yeah, I was re- insane. Like I read something where a lot of guys, a lot of people on set, like who hadn't seen Colin Farrell, his on eyes set, are the like, only no thing idea. that really even hint at it. Yeah. All right, maybe. We'll no, I this. definitely got we'll... high hopes for that. We'll the trailer, trailer looks. Shot, the trailer looks really dark and violent, which is like probably the best thing they can. Starts do. Starts off with Nirvana song, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. 
fuck i i really they keep ruining dc for me and like they do i'm never gonna get any of my favorite fucking comic book characters like satan is never gonna come out dr fate's never gonna get anything they good. might though like, so what they DC's can't like new push they can't with compete their, with marvel like, two solo series on hbo max every year right that's still a thing and i think they announced that they were gonna do i think it was blue beetle and Batgirl, mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken Ugh. did they already do with? blue beetle at some point and it just didn't go well no did they well, even blue the beetle's such a, an obscure character like he's got awesome powers but he's very obscure to i feel do a movie on and like i don't have much hope because like I, we've, I think we've talked about this maybe on this show before, but they're doing the Green Lantern show and they're doing the One Lantern that nobody gives a shit about. Yep. Yep. We so talk like, about it who's, all who's the Who's the main? Is it Kyle Rayner or Alan Scott? Uh, Kyle, for Kyle? Lantern? Yeah. Uh, is the first Lantern. Is that Scott? Alan Scott. Oh, Scott. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Alan Scott, yeah. 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 I know. It, yeah. It's not Hal. Kyle Lander, Rayner was after Hal. Boy. Yeah. Stuart. We not need Alan Stuart. Scott John. You guys have like literally ruined this episode for me over the last ten minutes. <laughs> but hey, Moon Knight series is coming. We got let's uh, go, baby. We got Falcon and Winter Soldier coming as soon as Wandavision ends. So we got we got some MCU to keep us keep us sane and keep us happy. Keep feeding us. Yeah, but the, so but we the keep giving Disney the all our fucking money. But the violence and the momentum is in DC, and we just can't seem to get it right. And it's we so sad. Be, we should be getting a new Titan season, I would think, somewhat relatively soon. They yeah. said this year, but it's probably going to be pushed like towards the summer Fucking and COVID. summer because of COVID. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens. But like, I mean, listen, if there's one thing that I'm I am I am partially excited about when it comes to DC is the fact that like the Doom Patrol and the Titans has been kind of keeping everything semi-relevant right like not even incredibly completely tied together so as long as they don't fuck that up good and like you know the snyder cut three parts hour each bro four parts four parts i thought it was three four i think four yeah it's gonna be like yeah. a four hour thing but it but it is it, it is a movie the snyder came back and said it's not going to be episodic in the right. sense of being like episodes being released but it's, it's just going to be released all at once I'm looking forward to I'm, seeing it, but like the movie won't that good the first time. I can't imagine adding two hours to it is going to make it magically that much better. It's, it it should greatly improve that movie though. And it's not like it should. Other than like at least in the DC universe, it's not like Snyder has like an amazing track record. That's uh, fair. I mean, no, after after three hundred, like what has he done well? Fair exactly. It, Man of Steel <laughs> was acceptable. Man is, it was yeah, fine. Man of Steel was. I enjoyed it, and then you know he kind of. I think you know I rewatched it recently, the, the and was I didn't think so. Like the fight scenes, while they were very Snydered, uh, they didn't drag on as long as I remember them dragging on. So for some reason, when I like remember back to Man of Steel and the fight scenes, like oh man, the entire second half of the movie was those garbage ass fight scenes. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it wasn't that long, and even the the Zod battle was probably the only part that could have they really should have cut a couple minutes off of it only lasted like eight minutes oh the total. length wasn't even what was bad about it it's just that it the CGI. existed the way that it did yeah 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 just the carnage but i digress anyways uh, digress. that's our time we're at an hour please 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 read and check out headlopper i, I yeah, think we, we all really we, enjoyed we strained it so far yeah go give andrew mclean and and mike spicer some money um <laughs> Ender, if you're willing to plug that website that they're making those t-shirts on one more time for us, what is it called? I will be. It's uh, laserwolfattack.com. Uh, it will be in the description in the YouTube video as well. 
Um, and if if you order something, just let them know that this podcast exists, so maybe we can become friends with them. Because I would love, <laughs> I would love, to I would be just Andrew love McLean's to buy, friend. dude. And I want, I just want to buy art off of him. Apparently, he's like a big metalhead, so I'm already like, like, like plus points for me. Fuck, I'm out. No. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch you literally next week. Uh, enjoy it, and if you want to pre-read with us i highly recommend it because i found that uh a few of my friends on twitter have been had read headlopper and we're looking forward to this episode so um likewise had, uh, had some hot takes on it so i can't wait to talk about it with them yep on that topic if you guys are looking for something else i had a recommendation uh if you like headlopper and some of those more independent comics black sad i believe it was mm-hmm. i got a recommendation from one of my friends uh, i'll probably be looking into that as well uh between now and the next episode but Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, remember you can watch us live on Twitch. You can see the VODs on YouTube as well. Um, if you're on yeah. YouTube and you don't have the time to watch our video, you can always listen to us on the road while you're working out anywhere on Spotify. I can't imagine we make for great workout fodder, but Probably I would not. appreciate the listen. But if you're on the bike, it'll yeah, be fine. Why not? Eh, why not? Eh, why it's why an not? hour of cardio. Thanks, Maybe guys. you'll listen to our rant about DC and get just as mad as we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys. Uh, I guess two of us. We'll hopefully catch you guys this week for Uncoachables, and we'll catch you guys uh, hopefully this coming weekend with Unmaskables. See you guys soon. Yep. Heard Take that. care. Peace.